Welcome to Vidmark, a podcast to give you the video marketing knowledge to always hit the mark. Let us help build your confidence with video strategy and content creation best practices. Join us weekly for pro tips and guest interviews as we explore the powerful communication tool of video. It's time to boost your business. Let's talk video. All right, welcome back to the Vidmark podcast. I'm excited to be joined by Adi, who helps businesses scale and grow by implementing efficient business infrastructure, processes, and systems. Viz Success CG are experts at creating, documenting, and implementing processes and procedures in small to mid-sized companies. They work with companies that want to scale and expand, as well as companies that are gearing up for a transition. Adi, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Did I say your company right? It's Biz Success CG? Business Success Consulting Group, yeah. Gotcha. So the C- consulting group. I should have yeah, known that. <laughs> so I guess, okay. <laughs> I guess for people that are tuning in, they can check out the website and they can uh, get a little bit more acquainted and learn more. So I recommend to people pulling that up as we're going along in this interview. But maybe you can tell people in a nutshell what you guys do and uh, how the business started. Sure. So what we do is we document processes and procedures and create... Uh, management infrastructure, management systems for businesses that want to grow and scale. Just like what you said in the introduction was perfect. We work with businesses that want to grow and scale, and we create the pro- processes and procedures, document it, etc. That's awesome. So yeah, uh, I mean, scaling and growth is a big challenge that a lot of businesses run into. How does how does that process start? Do they reach out to you? Do you see businesses that are, you know, they're doing really well and you can take them to the next level? What does that relationship look like? Yeah, absolutely. So it will be businesses that, you know, are in business. So it will be business owners that reach out because their businesses have gotten to a certain point and now they want to take it to the next level. They want to grow. They want to scale. They want to hire more employees. They are overworked, overwhelmed maybe, and they just want to, okay, so how do I... What do I do to break that cycle and start growing in a, instead of going in circles, actually start growing in a linear way? Totally. Yeah. And I would imagine, you know, we're going to probably go and jump into COVID and the pandemic in a little bit, but there are some businesses that have done well during this time. I imagine the technology sector, people that sell products online, they're doing a lot better. Um, absolutely. So those are probably the businesses that are looking to scale and grow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I like to get into the, the fun side of things. What's, what's your favorite part about your job? What's your favorite part about helping people? Well, I think that's my favorite part <laughs> is the helping people, but it's really bringing order into companies, like make companies organized, bringing order, bringing sanity into a business. That is my favorite part is like taking all the moving parts and all the confusion and the overwhelm and how we're going to ever get it and just put it all together and give it to the business so they can operate in an orderly way. That's my favorite part. That's awesome. And I guess maybe telling us a little bit about yourself, is that something that you've always had a knack for, or is that uh, a new skill that, or a skill that you've developed over many, many years? How, how did, yeah. You know, it's definitely had a knack for it. I like it. Um, I like doing that. I started my career as an industrial engineer, and I decided that I'm going to study industrial engineering because it combined science and also the understanding of people, right? So working with people, which is my two 
it, they're kind of opposite, but it, they do mesh together. It's the people part and the process part together. And that is um, what I studied. That's my education. And that's what I've been doing for over 25 years. And I love it. That's awesome. You know, have things changed in that time? How people do processes or at the end of the day, is it still you're taking a big, you know, very challenging thing, let's say Mount Everest, and you're trying to figure out what's that first step to climbing that mountain? Yeah, it's the, the principles are the same principles. I mean, even if we're doing more complex things or different systems or things are much more automated, you know, we have more productivity tools that are easily accessible and automated. It's still the, the how to break down a process is how to break down a process, you know, and how to create a process is creating a process. Totally. Do you want to, do you have any like recent examples that come to mind for you of a, a process that you had to break down? Yeah, for sure. So, um, for instance, I was working with um, a property management company. And the reason why we started working with them, they engaged with us because they, the owner wants to grow and scale. He's seen had definitely an increase in his business. He wants to also acquire another property management company. So, and merge both companies. And he needed actual systems because what was happening is that he got he was doing a lot of the things and people his staff will come to him and ask him all kind of questions right and he was not able to get out of the business and work on the business he was working in the business and he didn't see how he can grow and scale and become lean and efficient because it's also profitability right he wanted to make sure he has a profitable company so uh, we start working together we basically documented all of their processes procedures and policies and um, at the end, he got like a great training manual where he was able to bring people on. And also during the pandemic where those people actually going, were working remotely and he was able to onboard them and get them grooved in what needs to be done and great success. Wow. That's an awesome success story. And then for him, he's probably now he freed up a lot of his time to work on other things and, Correct. uh, I really enjoyed what you said. Instead of working in the business, now he's able to work a little bit more on the business. Yeah, a lot more. You know, develop marketing strategies, develop sales strategies. I mean, we all as business owners would like to do that, right? Instead of being technicians, and I'm using the, the terms from the E-Myth revised book. So we don't, instead of being technicians in the business, you know, we want to be business owners working on the business, figure out what is our next ben- adventure? Like what is our next venture? Where do we go? You know, what is our next thing we're going to take on? Where are we going to take the business to? And, you know, I've been there. So I know it's when you are in the business, you can't really take that look and decide and decide what to do next and that's the time that business owners really have to buy in order for them to do that yeah and i would imagine that's a big problem that everyone's going to face at some point when you run a business because you you know it works and you continue to do it over and over again because it's driving results but at the end of the day if you can buy back your time then you can freeze you up to work on other exciting things or uh yeah you know research and development for, uh, you know, changing lanes if you need to, or just figuring out other products or services that you can sell for your customers. Yeah. And if you're the rainmaker, you know, then you go and drive more business in, into the business, right. And increase your revenues, your profits, et cetera, and then train other people to do the work. So you can actually service a bigger, um, population, a bigger segment of the population. That's awesome. 
So I guess without, you know, giving away the secret sauce or anything, but for that business owner that you worked with, what was some of the first steps that you took? Was it an interview that you had with him or you broke down, you tried to pull out some of the processes or did you ask him to sit down and write down everything? What were some of those initial steps? What did those look like? So the first step is basically identifying where are we going to start? Because a business has many processes, but where do we start? We can't start, we can't do all of them at once, right? So the first thing that they do is I will map overall, like um, an, in an overall level on the life cycle of a customer or a resident or an owner, depends on what they're doing like in the property management example, or the life cycle of a, of a client from beginning to end. And then I will ask, okay, so what area, if you had well-documented processes and procedures, will get you the biggest return on investment? And we'll identify that area and we'll go, okay, we're going to go into that area and we're going to break it down and we're going to figure out how we're going to do that. And we do that. And um, then we start diving in, asking questions, you know, walk me through whatever you're doing from beginning to end, break it down. And then we create a playbook based on that. Wow. That's a, that's a lot, but I, I think you're probably the lifesaver for a lot of people. I think even for myself, the overwhelming projects that it, especially as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you're constantly treading into the unknown. And uh, there's always going to be something that you just don't know how to do. And you can either um, hire somebody, try to figure it out yourself. Um, and then yeah, breaking down all the parts uh, to make it more feasible. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, a lot of people, at least from what I've heard and read, is that a lot of people don't break things down enough. Has that right. been a common thing for you as well? Absolutely. Yeah. But you don't want to break it down too much. You have to stay high level enough so you can actually have a repeatable process and then break it down as needed. But I wouldn't suggest going into all the, all the minute details if it's not necessary. It will take you a lot of time to do that. And it's unnecessary because your time is valuable. You have to use it correctly. Totally. I guess this is more of a question like for myself. But so is there a, uh, not a trick, but a, a method to you know, writing something or writing down the process in a way that'll be easy for others to follow. Because uh, I think maybe if you, if you know the process, you're like, oh, this is second nature. This is, a good, this is pretty straightforward. But to create something that someone else can follow, is there- you No, know, that's an a, excellent a question. That? That's an excellent question. And that is what I look for when I looking for the clarity of the procedures, you know, the clarity of the processes. So um, what I like to do is basically record what the clients are doing or tell, show it, they have to show it to me. And then I will take it and translate it into a workable procedure that somebody else can read. So you need to be able to um, write clearly. You have to be able to understand all the steps. You have to really uh, um, add the why behind the steps, not just say, okay, do this, this, and this. It, it's always good to have the clarity of why that step is being done that way. So you are avoiding the possibility of somebody just changing because they don't understand the importance, right? So let's say you have a process and you say, okay, so we're going to put X, Y, and Z here. Well, why are you doing it? You have to explain it. So somebody that can read, that reads it, it makes sense to them and they go, oh yeah, of course we have to put X, Y, and Z. Otherwise this is not going to work as opposed to not doing it. A big thank you to our sponsors over at songtub.com. That's right, song or music and a tub, like a bath, but more fun to say, tub, tub. Anyway, you can check out Songtub's website for any of your music needs. In fact, the song playing in the background right now is from Songtub. 
So why pick them over anyone else? Well, they curate the music. And I know the guys, so that means I know that they're selecting great music for your project. A lot of other companies will brag about how many songs they have, maybe 100,000, 200,000, maybe even a million. But honestly, I don't have time for that. I don't have the time to just sit down and go next, 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 a song, not so great, you know, trying to figure out where the best music is. Songtub.com, great place to get your music. And now I'm excited to offer you the first month for free if you go to songtub.com slash pro, P-R-O, and we have a promo code for you. Yes, that's right. My name, your host, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and that will give you your first month free to have access to a huge music library that you can use towards your next video project, podcast, or any of your general audio needs. Anyway, back to the show. That's awesome. Yeah. And I know for a lot of people, having a why is a motivator and a driver. So that's yeah. great. So I mean, let's take that- an example, for instance, like, you know, we talk about a property management company. So you can write a step there, file the contract in the first file, uh, in, the fir- in the file cabinet, right? And the first and the drawer in the file for that particular property. Somebody can go, okay, well, you know what? I don't have time. I'm going to leave it in my basket on my on my desk, right? But if you say it has to be filed, so in case we get audited, it's always there. Or if we get sued, or if the attendant is asking for something, then you don't have to look for it. Then it has a specific reason, and then I will do it. I will be more inclined to do it because I understand the, the logic behind it. Wow. I mean, imagine, are, do you have any recommendations on, like, tools that people can use uh, when implementing different processes. I'm sure anything as simple as like a Word document or a Google doc uh, to, is there more sophisticated software? Absolutely. So I use, uh, I like to use uh, management, I mean, document process documentation software. I like to use Sweet Process. It's an excellent software. Uh, process, there is Process Street, there is Trenually, there is a lot of, uh, there are several structures out there. There's Whale. I tend to use Sweet Process because it's very easy to use, very intuitive, and it's um, you can add all the ways, all the methods of learning. So it can be you can add videos. I know you're an expert at videos. Well, you can add videos there, right? You can add screenshots. You can add. Um, you can attach documents. You can. Um, have links to different places. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. It's easy to use because you don't have to format. Like in a Word document, you have to make sure that the format is the same because you do want to have a header that is the same. You do want to have the name convention. You know, you do have to have some uniformity so people will know this is a procedure I need to follow. So that um, using a software like that takes that away and it allows you to actually have it's easier, it's basically easier to document that way. It also has version control and it has different hierarchy of who can go and change. It also has the ability to sign off on documents. So if somebody is actually, um, if you assign it to an employee to read a document, they can sign off that they did. So there's a lot of advantages to that. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, thank you for mentioning those resources. And that's, that's very cool. That has a video function and, um, yeah, that can be a good way of, uh, showcasing, uh, screen share or just having a visual person to you know communicate with do you build in um like rewards i mean obviously people fall in these procedures they're employees so the reward is uh could be monetary but do you try to figure out a way to 
not only rationalize with the why, but some kind of payout for, for people? Yeah, because, you know, it's it's an interesting question and I will answer, I don't directly, I mean, unless the, the business owner wants to do that, like, uh, you know, some kind of like a university box, like if I build a university, a learning management system, which I've done um, many times, I created training manuals on a learning management system, we can use the the majority of them have that like learning box, right? Where you can actually get rewarded for doing a course. But the way that I look at the reward is I will interview the employees or the stakeholders, the ones that are actually going to use the processes and really try to understand what is in it for them. Like what is the reward? If you had well-documented processes and procedures, what effect would that have on your life? What effect would that have on your work? And that is what I'm trying to find. So then that's what motivates them, right? That's the prize at the end of this project that they will actually have that. So that's what, um, how I like to look at it as a reward. Wow, so I'm sure you just have a bunch of, a bunch of sigh of relief from people when you're able to streamline and make their yeah. lives just so much more efficient. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Wow. Well, we're in an interesting time. I wanted to talk with you about the pandemic. And uh, I know for myself, I had to pump the brakes in March. All the processes that I had of going out and meeting with people in person had to change dramatically. Are, has that, have you seen a big shift for people? Have you had more requests now to help with the processes of transitioning during this remote uh, digital time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, you know, the... the the world of 2020 pivoting, right? People had to pivot, people have to change, people that uh, business owners in order to stay alive and continue to function, they needed to streamline those processes. They wanted to be leaner than ever. They wanted to be more efficient and they need to in order to survive. Totally. Um, you know, what's something that people can do? I know people I'm sure have already started making the transition, but what's something that people can do to make transitions easier? Uh, and I know it's kind of an open-ended question, but what is, what's kind of the first thing that comes to mind for you? Have a structure, you know, because that's, that's what we need. We need more than anything else. We need a structure. We need a structure on how to uh, structure our daily lives. So, you know, we actually do get up in the morning when we need to and start working, you know, so it, it, whether it is a meeting in the morning or it is some kind of a structure. So your day is structured, right? And then also use productivity tools so you can actually produce and end your day at a certain time and then get out of your day, get away from your desk and not continue working all the time. So you need to have that structure, that schedule that you're setting and also productivity tools that you can use in order to make your um, work more productive and end on time. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I think for small business owners, the one of the big, when I, you know, read a lot of these blog posts, avoiding burnout is a big thing. And that's probably sure. because they don't have a structure and the, you know, there's a, a lot of thought, uh, what is it? A lot of, a lot of people out there that say you need to be putting in like a hundred plus hours a week, you know, to be able to even run a business. But I don't know, there's different schools of thought that say, yeah, you want to avoid burnout. And so, uh, do you tell business owners to maybe try to end your day at a certain time, or is it just when they've completed a certain list? You know, it's really up to the individual and what kind of a business it is. So it's up to them. I don't tell them what to do, but I interview them and ask them, what do you want? You know, if that's a big thing for them, then we'll work on it. You know, we'll figure out what's the pro what processes do we have to put in place so they can do that. If they don't mind working long hours, so maybe 
you know, now the kids are at home, they want to homeschool their kids and then work in the evening. That's fine, but let's have a process and let's be productive during the time that you're working so you can actually accomplish more in less time. Yeah. I was reading this one stat that was saying, you know, the 40 hour work week is kind of pretty old school model, whereas you can still be, I imagine if someone implements some of the processes that you put in place, they might be able to save a lot of that 40 hour week and they might be able to do it all in 10 hours or, you know. Yeah. Or you can have a 40 hours a week. You can have a 60 hour week, but it's productive hours, right? I mean, you can triple your business as opposed to having a 60, 70 hour week and still tread water and, and not expand your business. So it's, that's why it's really depends on what, what do you want to accomplish and what are you willing to put in there? Yeah. And kind of like working, working backwards. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) So creating policies and procedures, I, um, what's kind of a a general tip that you, you know, give to people? Cause I think I've never really created a a true policy, but I've had a few like steps that I've played around with. Um, maybe even for this podcast, trying to think about how to, how to break it down and streamline the process so I could, you know, have someone else edit parts of it. But um, what's a what's a good starting spot for a just policy? start somewhere, just start somewhere. As I said, you know, look at your business and decide what area if you had well documented processes and procedures, you'll get the biggest return on investment. What area is the most disordered, disordered or confused or not organized that you have to bring order to? You know, what area of your business is that? Right. So if I ask you the question. You know, think about it in terms of you're looking at your business, what area of your business you need to bring order in, you need to bring order the most to, right? Yeah. And identify that area. We all have that area, right? What's your instant response to that? Good. So that's the area. Let's start there. Let's start by actually looking at the area and decide, okay, from all the actions and activities that I do in that area, what is the one thing that I can actually sit down right now and write the steps of how I do it? And don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink about it. Just start. And it will, it's just like an avalanche. You know, you start and then it becomes easier and easier and easier. And you get into that frame of mind of documentation and doing things like that. Yeah. I think, um, thank you for kind of breaking down that, uh, that whole process there. I think for a lot of people, when they think of policies, procedures and order, they might be like, oh man, that's a a lot of things to worry about. But have you heard from some clients that say like, hey, this is actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially at the end result, they go like, okay, now I can see that I can scale. Now I can see that I can expand. Now I can see that I can, um, you know, give my, get away from my business so I can do, I can look at it from the outside in, as opposed to being in the, in the business all the time. So yeah, and they go, you know what, that was painful. I thought it was overwhelming, but it's not that hard because I'll make it easy. You know, it's not, it's hard work. I mean, you do have to work at it. You have to be um, committed, but I see how it actually brings calmness to people, believe it or not, because it is stressful to be in the middle of the whirlpool. It's like all the time, you know, it's like the whirlwind, right? It's like stressful to be there all the time. But when you can actually go, oh, okay, I understand what's happening right now. There's a lot, there's a big relief that comes with it. And also the relief of knowing where you stand from the employee's perspective. It's also from the um, owner's perspective. I'll give you an example. We were working, we were actually doing um, a documentation process with a real estate company. It's, and they were just hiring a new realtor and he came on and we were having a staff meeting where we presented the, um, the 
then process manual, the um, organizational chart, the scorecard that we created, you know, all those tools in order to create infrastructure. And he looked at it and he goes, wow, I'm really glad that I made a decision to work here because I understand where I stand. I understand where I fit in this organization. I understand what is expected from me. And I understand how I can be successful because we have a scorecard that measures the output of the process. So he, understand, he understood that in order to actually if he follows the process, he will get to the output that would be measured by the scorecard and it would be very easily seen. So that was a great, um, a great point of relief for him, which was great because that's what, that's what I live for is like help others achieve that point, right? It's like achieve sanity and more clarity and more um, and basically created like as a stress-free environment. Wow. That's awesome. And I'm sure he is just ecstatic that, you know, yeah, you, you made, you simplified things. And I think it's, it's nice to be able to have uh, like a roadmap, something that you can point to that if I do X, Y, and Z, it's going to yield this result. Absolutely. And, and I was just uh, refreshing my memory on atomic habits. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, yeah. but they were saying that, or it says in that book that you're not, a lot of people set goals and especially we're moving into the end of the year. I'm sure there's going to be people setting goals for the new year and the goals are actually kind of the problem. A lot of people should be setting up are the systems to allow you to get to the goals rather than just having these lofty goals. You kind of have to break it down and work backwards. That's exactly right. So you have to have both. I mean, you have to have like your goal where you want to reach. You have to see the mountain. You have to see the top of the mountain, but you have to have a very good map that lines out each one of the milestones in order to get to the top of the mountain. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, this is the uh, Vidmark podcast. So do you, have you started to see the use of mixed media? I think you mentioned briefly, there was a little bit of video use, Absolutely. but people Absolutely. using audio. I know there's like internal podcasts now that companies are putting together to get people used to processes and procedures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I use video I mean, I get, I tell my, I have my clients use video all the time. So either recording themselves, you know, recording simply with Loom, just recording screenshots. You know, that's another thing. They go, oh, well, I don't have time to write this process. Okay, good. So just show me how you do it. You know, turn on Loom, start recording or screencastify, whatever you use and start recording. And then before you know it, you have a library of how you do things. So yeah. <laughs> videos are super important. And especially if you're working in an industry, let's say manufacturing or construction, creating actual professional videos of how to do different procedures is super important because we are, you know, I see, I work with a lot of contractors and one of the things that I see is the um, apparent inability or apparent uh, scarcity in hiring good people, good personnel, right? So the solution to that is being able to have good training and good processes in place. So if you find somebody you can hire that has the great, a good aptitude, you can actually put them to the training and they can get, and they can become a technician. They can become, you know, um, whatever position you need them to become, become proficient at it. But the best way to do it is to actually show them the videos of how you do things, right? So let's say you are an, um, air conditioning installer okay so watch the videos on how to do that but not just videos on youtube but actual videos of you doing it or actual videos of somebody in your company doing it so then they can follow and you you basically you don't have to them to then have them follow you that many times they can watch the videos several times you can and then they can of course they have to have hands-on training but it's easier because they have something to refer to
Yeah, they can always go back to the video and exactly. Um, yeah, and I always tell people it's it's like kind of another emotional connection. You're able to you know say uh, it's it's your boss that's saying you know giving putting together the video. You're like, oh, I feel like I kind of get to I know my boss a little bit better through through the video, the hands on training. So. For sure, and in onboarding <laughs> employees, it's extremely important. You know, it's like we don't, especially now we talked we touched about the. Um, COVID, right? I mean, hopefully this uh, podcast here will be eternal and we'll, go, we'll live for a long time, but it's just 2020, the end of 2020, and we still have the pandemic, right? So um, people are working remotely. So it is important that you have those welcoming videos, videos that explain about the core values, people, videos that explain about your mission, people, videos that explain about um, your strategy, what your company is all about. And those welcome to the company videos are extremely important. They're also important in recruitment, in hiring, because then you can really put forth what is your company all about? What is important to you? And then resonate with candidates that um, align with your core values. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just nice to get everyone on the same page and you're, you're able to explain the vision and yeah, getting everyone on the same page with, with the values as well. So absolutely. Yeah, and we're transitioning. Yeah, like you mentioned, this podcast it will live on in uh, for eternity. But we are moving into the holiday season, and I'm sure some of these tips for the holidays are going to be just as good every single holiday season. They'll be, you know, they're it's evergreen. And you recently wrote a, a blog post about staying motivated during the holidays or how to motivate your um, employees during the holidays. Do you want to give a, a quick recap on that, or maybe there's like one or two points that really stand out to you? Sure. So how do you motivate your people during the holidays? I mean, what can happen during the holidays? It can be, there are distractions, right? People are thinking about time off, the family, they're thinking about, you know, it, they might be, you know, thinking about how they can't spend time with their family because they can't travel or they don't want to travel or we have to keep it to the small group. So whatever it is, you know, there's all these things that are basically are uh, distractions, right? They're, you know, they're dispersing. People are thinking all over the place. So do things that are um, to stay, to keep your team focused, whatever it is, it might be morning huddles, it might be team meetings, it might be setting goals that are very specific for the holidays with target attainment that if they do that, they can get, you can give some rewards for it. We talked about rewards. So let's reward good production. Let's go, okay, this is the last sprint. Maybe you are gonna give them the time off between Christmas and New Year's. Okay, good, so before then, Let's um, let's set up those production goals, and if everybody meets those production goals, you know you're gonna get more days off. Whatever it is, just make sure that all the activities that you are doing are very focused and um, stay more in communication, not in less communication. Yeah, because I think that's when I'm a small business owner. I work, uh, you know, on my own, but that's why I have this, this podcast is a great way to connect and collaborate and talk with other people. That's um, right. But I think that's a big motivator for people having a lot more communication and probably even being transparent, like, hey, I'm not feeling as motivated this week. And usually the team can maybe provide some tips or insights or uh, it's just nice hearing. I sometimes get motivated just hearing other people's goals because like, oh, that's that's a, a good goal. They, you know, they can do it. Maybe I can try to do something similar, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100 percent. Yes. <laughs> A cactus knows how to survive. It can endure scorching heat, limited rainfall, and defends itself against critters daily. Your business is no different. 
To survive harsh conditions, it's important to develop deep roots using media content that'll continuously nourish and support your marketing efforts day after day. Tactus Media is here to help you determine a strategy and create media content. Together, let's map out the next sequence of videos, podcasts, and social media to help your business thrive. Work with Tactus Media, media tactics that stick. Ouch! Visit tactusmedia.com to learn more. Um, and then also, Adi, you're known for leadership. So do you want to uh, maybe talk about... I know leadership is a very broad and overarching topic, but, um, and we talked about here, how do leaders keep employees motivated, but, uh, what's a good way for people to learn leadership, uh, just from, from ground zero. And this might be for business owners as well, because as a business owner, you're eventually going to be a leader. If you have employees, if you're working with outside vendors, you're gonna have to be able to lead effectively. Um, Right. So I think, you know, for me, the way that I touch leadership is really by empowering the business owner to become a leader. Because to the degree that you're working in the business, to the degree that you are um, involved in the day-to-day operations when you should actually be outside those day- the day-to-day operation, you're not really being able to lead your team. You know, you're basically being a technician or you're being somebody that works in business. So it's going back to that point. If you want to lead, you first of all have to buy yourself the space or get yourself the space to lead, right? So in order to do that, you have to extract yourself from the day-to-day operations. You know, as a leader, if you have uh, goals and if you have a vision for your business in order to execute, you have to execute it. Otherwise, you have to stand by your word. If you have specific goals or lofty goals, you want to execute them. But in order to execute them, as a strategist, as a leader, you have to have time to do that. You have to go find the resources. You have to work on the business. And in order to do that, you have to get yourself out of the business first. So that's really where I help leaders become leaders by getting them that, giving them the ability to actually have that space and that time to lead and not work in the business. Wow. Yeah. Just kind of yeah, be able to break away and, and, and do what they need to do as, as leaders to, you know, keep true to the vision, keep true to the goals at hand. Whereas, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, you can get kind of caught up in the whirlwind of the day to day and lose sight of the vision. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you see any, you know, big mistakes that businesses are making, you know, during this time of, uh, you know, pandemic, pandemic transition, you know, working from home, digital? You know, I think the biggest mistake is to not communicate enough, you know, to um, become smaller or become kind of like, you know, become tired of communicating, you know, and I understand, you know, fatigue, tiredness, not wanting to carry on, but that's where we have to do the opposite. We have to communicate, communicate, communicate. We have to reach out. We have to stay connected. We have to push forward so we can actually get out of this. Yeah. And communication takes a lot of different forms, you know? Uh, so when you say communicate, uh, like weekly check-ins with your team, uh, everything, communicate to your customers, to your clients, the weekly, the daily huddles, you know, they, um, weekly staff meetings, you know, it's like communi- reach out to the team and ask them how they are doing. Uh, communicate your goals, communicate what you are thinking, communicate where you are going, communicate, communicate, just keep the communication there to continue to create the future. 
Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on communicating via like social media? I know you're you're pretty well versed on LinkedIn. I, I, I've seen you put out a lot of content. Yeah. Um, that's a great platform for people to be able to communicate anything that you've learned there that you think it could be useful for people. Again, be visible. You know, I like LinkedIn. I like staying connected. It's a great platform. You know, I'm not a social media expert. I have a, mar- a great marketing person that helps me with it. Right. But um and she's been working with me now. We've been working together. She's part of my team and she's awesome at that. So I refer to her. So maybe that will be my advice is, you know, as a business owner, you can't necessarily do everything. Use the help of talented, good people that can help you um, in areas that you are not an expert. Realize what areas you're not an expert at. And I can tell you, I'm not an expert at social media. I know enough, but not enough to be good at it and I just refer to I just have somebody that helps me with it so that's that will be my advice is get help when there are areas that you can get help with or even areas that you're really good at but you don't have the time again it's all about investing your time with the biggest return investment yeah Wow. Well, thank you for yeah, kind of mentioning that and sorry to put you on the spot with social media, but I think that that's, no, a, that's an aw- awesome answer of explaining, uh, yeah. yeah, bring on an expert who's going to be able to help you with that. And I'm sure, you know, bring it full circle to the systems and processes. I'm sure you've worked with her to develop a, a good system that works for, um, you know, getting content out there. Oh, we have a great system. You know, it's like, you know, creating the content and then she puts it together and then I review it and we have it all mapped out, but that's why it's so consistent and, and working well because we have the process down. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask you that I kind of missed earlier was it, uh, so I've been, I've worked at some bigger organizations and sometimes getting everyone to buy into a new software can be really challenging. And, uh, cause people are kind of stuck in their ways. Once you get used to one system, it's hard to switch over to a new one. So do you have any tips on getting buy-in or how, making the transition process to a new software, uh, easier on your staff? Sure. You know, it has to be really on an individual basis in terms of each person reacts differently to change. And there are different ways of actually implementing change and managing change. I would say some of the things, again, it's like what I mentioned in terms of like the personal buying is like what would happen if this would work? Like what changes? What how would it impact your life? Because we first of all want to look at ourselves, right? Like, okay, if this software will be in place, this is what I can accomplish, or this is what I see happening, or this is how I see my life will be better. And I will start there just for that for each person seeing their own personal buy-in. You know, it's like, okay, so what flaws do you see with the current system? Okay, good. So this is how this new software is going to handle those flaws, right? So it's something that they're looking forward to and want to use. Wow. Yeah, kind of yeah, putting yourself in their shoes and then explaining yeah, kind of... What's the why, you know? What's the yeah. why? What? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the word selling, but kind of, yeah, creating... Um... Well, it is in a degree. Yours. <laughs> it is. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, selling uh, them like on the, the benefits same... of the of a better world or a better, uh, you know, my, you know, or I guess it is, yeah. They'll be living in a better world where the soft, like everything is going to be streamlined and more right. efficient. Exactly. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, uh, I did, we were talking before this, you know, bringing out a crystal ball and, you know, maybe explaining what do you see for 2021, um, for future predictions for how people 
um, approach processes, you know, more softwares out there, uh, you know, our business is going to need to continue to pivot. What are your thoughts? You know, my thoughts that we are headed, it's going to be a bright future because people did pivot, people did become leaner. Those that are going to do well and survive this pandemic and those times, they really needed to make some changes and they made those changes to uh, be able to be more efficient, to be able to survive, to be able to, um, they probably, from my experience, a lot of business owners looked at their systems, look at what they're doing. It was a time to reflect and evaluate and decide which direction to go. So I look at 2021 as a year of implementing those changes and continue with that. You know, we don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know what will happen, but I do see a good trend in terms of taking things to the next level in ways that um, before we didn't even think about or we didn't think it really happened that fast. So I think it really accelerates something, you know, the whatever happened to us in 2020, whatever changes we had to make really accelerated um, looking at our businesses and making it um, more productive and more efficient and more streamlined. Yeah. And I might even add uh, digital on there as well is another thing that many companies had Absolutely. to figure out, just had to figure it out, build an online store or, um, you know, just put more resources towards the, the, the digital space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, this is out of my own curiosity. Have you already started your 2021 planning or do you do that uh, at the end of the quarter? When does that usually start for you? You know, this is a very busy quarter for me right now because a lot of people trying to finish the projects before the end of the year and also looking at the, at the, at the projects for 2021. So I'm working with them on that. So I usually take off the last week in December and then I really do my planning. So that's kind of like my tradition. That's between awesome. New, between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, it's like, it's a good, good time to do that. It's quiet. It's, you know, I like to do that during that time. Yeah, December always feels like, uh, you know, it's a time of hibernation or, you know, new beginnings. And so yeah, you're going into the dark and trying to just focus on yourself and, you know, start planning ahead for the for the new year. And, and I like the idea of taking, I think this year it falls a little bit on a unique time that the last two weeks are, I, I anticipate none of the uh, clients I work with are going to be wanting to do too much uh, production during that time. But yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's something that I just anticipate for is that everyone goes into hibernation. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Depends on when like, the retail are going to do really well and be very, very, very busy. And some businesses, some business owners will go, okay, no, let's take this two weeks off and, and recharge and then start a new year strong. Yeah. Well, I guess just giving viewers and or not viewers. Well, I guess if people are viewing on YouTube, but listeners, an idea of like who, who's the best client for you? Like who's a good, really good fit for the type of uh, work that you can do to support them? It is a business that is looking at growing and scaling. It's a business owner that has the mindset of growth, of expansion. Of uh, they know that they don't know what that they don't know everything. That there are things that they need to learn. It's uh, they're willing to delegate, they're willing to let go, and they really want to take the business to the next level, whatever that next level is, and are willing to invest in the business and in themselves to learn how to do it. Yeah, this might sound like a little bit of a, a silly question, but I'm curious to see maybe this is something that people are thinking about. But uh, 
maybe why would a business want to grow or scale? And <laughs> I think the straightforward answer is like kind of profit, but do you have some thoughts there? You know, it really depends. It's again, it's the wise motivation of each person, right? I mean, you know, things, they don't, you can't just stay, you know, if you are good at what you do, people are going to hear about you. People are going to, you know, you're going to get more leads, you know, you're going to get more customers. So you have to expand. You just have to expand expand correctly and not overexpand, you know, too fast, too soon. You have to expand in the right rate in the right way. It's also about creating a legacy. It's about um, believing in your cause and you want more people to hear about you. It's the personal satisfaction of helping more people, of uh, playing a bigger game. It, it really depends on your own why of what you want. And yes, of course, profitability plays into it. But with the business owners that I'm working that I just described that they are growth oriented, that they want to scale, it's more than just profit. You know, obviously the profit, they, they will all work for the profit unless they're a nonprofit. But um, it's it's taking care of the employees, is providing um a, a great place to work it's like some kind of a mission or motivation that you have on when you do what you do you know yeah great that was an awesome answer i know i left it kind of open-ended but that was like that was exactly what i was looking for and kind of the response and um you know i guess before kind of wrapping things up what what's something that you wish people knew more wish people knew about biz success consulting group that they don't um that they might not know you know that we can make it possible to bring order and sanity to people's lives. You know, we, we do it day in and day out. We work with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, I mean, probably thousands, over a thousand companies, you know, throughout our career, if not thousands, you know, because with different um, things that I've been doing and it's amazing to see the changes, you know, to changes and the, how effective it is to have those systems in place. And I, want, I would like them to know that it's not hard. It can be done. It's possible to get it done. And they're going to be very happy that they got it done. There you go. There you've heard it. You don't need to spend your day-to-day -day overwhelmed and frustrated. You can hire someone like Adi to help you with, uh, you know, identifying those processes and making, making your life easier. So that way you can focus on the things that you want to do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anything else I haven't asked you, Adi, that you want to talk about? I think that was very thorough. I think uh, I think it was great. Well, I appreciate all the questions. They were very, um, very intelligent questions that got got me to think about different things, and I enjoyed the interview. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate your time today, and I just want to acknowledge you. I, I I just want to say thank you for helping all those businesses out there and helping make you know lives easier for for business owners it can be a big struggle and really big challenge so uh, keep up the awesome work that you guys do and um yeah thank you for your time have a, a great holiday season as we Absolutely. are entering in december yeah same to you thank you and to all of our listeners absolutely and let's make 2021 an amazing year let's do it all okay. right on that, that's a great note to end on thank you adi you're welcome thank you Thanks for tuning in to Vidmark, the place for all your video marketing needs. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and tune in every Thursday morning on either iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. For a behind the scenes look and some bonus tips, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, good luck with your video marketing efforts. And remember, always hit the mark.